Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford. Now, today we literally have the queen of ads in the house, Leanna Ling, the CEO of AdSkills. So all things media buying, content, you name it. If it has to do with advertising and marketing, we talked about it in this episode and she dropped so much value. She was so gracious and over-delivered as she always does. Um, one of my favorite guests I've had on the show thus far and I truly appreciate her and you're gonna truly appreciate her. So make sure you grab your pen, your pad of paper or put your notes in your phone. They're literally, we're gonna be dropping nuggets of gold from the sky. Make sure you got your pan out to catch them and let's jump into the episode. So welcome back to the episode, everybody. Uh, today, I have a wonderful guest. Uh, she's not only a media buyer, not only does she speak on some of the biggest stages in our industry, she's also the CEO of AdSkills, Leanna Ling. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am just, I'm so excited to be here. This is the highlight of my week. Oh, well, me too. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so, and we've connected a while back and we've been kind of touching base here and there. And I'm just so grateful you bought my book and you represented that. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm just in awe watching you kind of go from agency owner to building this information business to speaking on all these stages. And I want to kind of cover that today. You weren't always the CEO of Ad Skills. Where did you start and what did that look like? How'd you get into the whole internet marketing game? Yeah, so I feel like I've done almost everything except for, you know, a manual labor, like construction job, you know? so, <laughs> Same. Uh, which I, I would have absolutely failed at <laughs> within probably the first 15 minutes. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I actually started my professional life as a lawyer. So I, I followed the, you know, American dream, you know, and I, I followed yep. all the rules. I went to school, I found a profession um, and I graduated and I went right into the rat race and w was a lawyer. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I can see, of course, it wasn't the best time in my life now that I look back, but obviously mm -hmm. all of it kind of leads up to where you are today. Yes. Uh, so Long story short, at near the end of my legal, my active legal career, I, I actually came back from having my son. And after I came back from mat leave, I was made redundant in my job. And oh. if anybody's had that happen to them, especially is it growing up in, you know, middle class type of mentality family where, you know, you, you got to find a job. It was kind of like, be a lawyer, be a doctor, like you have to have a career, you know, um, it, my whole identity was wrapped up in that because especially if you go into profession, yeah. like I'm a lawyer, that's how I define myself, the way I dress, everything I do, that was my status. And I remember the moment that it happened and it just literally took my breath away because I just had a moment there thinking, I don't know who I am anymore. Oh, and it man. took me a while to figure that out because my identity was just wrapped up into that so much for for years and obviously being so intense because all the mm -hmm. training and the schooling is just it, it's extremely intense up to that point. 
Um, so after I was made redundant, thankfully they put me in a little bit of this career coaching and through all of that, I went through a whole bunch of different stuff, but through all of that, I discovered that I was a frustrated entrepreneur deep down inside and it was just waiting <laughs> to come out. And I also had to admit, and maybe many of your listeners can uh, relate to this. I had to finally admit that I'm a really bad employee. Wow. And, and that was yeah. hard because nobody wants to admit they're bad, but I'm a terrible employee. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a mindset thing, right? Like I just, I can't, and I just, oh, like I can't take it if somebody, even if I feel any little bit of that. So that, uh, that was one of the big steps there. And, yeah. and I think something that has guided me throughout this entire journey is is really better understanding myself, understanding what type of environment do I thrive in? What type of people do I work with that just make me light up and do my very best work? And so back then I knew that I'm not the type of person who can just do everything all, all by myself. I, I'm not that lone a ranger who's like out there and, you know, um, being a pioneer. I need to feel <laughs> some safety and community or comfort or something like that. So what I did was I bought a internet franchise because to me that felt safe. I was like, okay, I'm not doing this by myself. I've got a yep. system. I've got yep. a community. I didn't back then because I'm old. Um, back then they didn't have communities like ad skills and things like that. <laughs> so it was kind of like you do a franchise or you're just kind of out there on your own. And that's how I started. Um, I started doing, gosh, websites. Hated doing that. Uh, SEO, Google PPC. You know all that, and that, and that's what I did for a couple of years. Uh, fast forward through a couple different journeys of again continuing to find myself and yes. reinvent myself as an agency owner. I did sales training. I did, I just all did type of things trying to figure out who I was. Yes. Uh, you know, I I kind of emerged as this Facebook media buyer expert. And ad skills, joining the ad skills community played a big part of that. That's how I kind of emerged there and started fi really finding my my own legs, and and so that's how I made my made my way into you know the internet marketing world that way. And and I had to admit too, like I I really hated doing website design. I really <laughs> really did. <laughs> so it's it's funny because my journey's similar, and I did websites in awe. There was one point where when I was very young, I was like 18, I did free websites and you just pay for the hosting. And I had like, I did like 200 of these things. Oh, it was a nightmare. I did. I like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I've always been on the internet. Funny enough, you're the second lawyer turn uh, direct response marketer and or internet marketer uh, that I had on the show this week. So there's got to be wow. some correlation with like <laughs> lawyers and, and she said the exact same thing. She's like, like I went through this, I went through the, the schooling and that was part of my identity. And like, when you got to the top of that mountain, you're just kind of like, wow, I'm not sure if this is fully for me, but you were lucky enough to be made redundant. So you're like, thank you. That's a big gift. You should send them something. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, absolutely. I mean, like, the thing is like, I, I really love the training though, because yeah. I, you know, being a lawyer, the training prepares you for a lot of different things. That's why I think you yes. see lawyers in all different types of professions and stuff, because all it really, like being a lawyer is all the same thing. You're just solving problems. It just, the subject matter changes. And, and so that has really helped and fueled me throughout all this. Cause I'm just solving different problems. I still am to this what day. Just solving what type of law did you do? I was a, so don't hate me guys. Um, I was a litigation <laughs> lawyer, but mainly worked for banks. So I was not a crazy defense attorney. I was always on the plaintiff side. 
I loved that actually. <laughs> and I was, we specialized in collecting on small business loans. So shutting down a lot of businesses, going after people, making people cry, looking for assets. And then I shifted into mortgage enforcement. So yeah. that was probably- So that sounds like, hard. That like- Yeah, <laughs> kicking families out of their homes. Oh and, Oh man, I got stories. I there was one where I actually had to go there in Jeez. person to the farmer's place, and his neighbors had pitchforks and they came at us. And it's like me and my cousin, oh, my. he's also a lawyer. We were there. So there's like think <laughs> picture this. We're in rural <laughs> Ontario, right? Yep. Dirt road. I'm there in my suit, <laughs> my Bay Street suit. <laughs> yeah. My cousins there were Asian. There's no other Asians around there. Yeah. And he looked like standing out. And oh, my he goodness. and his friends came by. They literally had pitchforks. The sheriff was there. He's like, stand back over here. Oh, and I'm like, I don't even know why I was there, but we were there to repossess his house. And- <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So that sounds terrible. I'm glad you got into marketing. (laughs) Well, nobody wants to keep your lawyer. Like on who here really says like, I want a long-term relationship with my lawyer. Right. No, but when you're, when we're making money for people, they're like, don't never leave me. That's what I love about it. It's similar to the the marketing stuff because like, and I think lawyers get a bad rap, but they're very necessary. And it's just essentially, from my point of view, it's like, instead of me taking the time to learn the law myself, you are just leaning on somebody that is able to help expedite that process for you. And, mm-hmm. and similar with what we do in marketing and advertising and all these different things. So I, I see the correlation. Was there anything in your career that like really got you excited when you jumped into the franchise? Like something that you learned as a lawyer that you were like, this is going to be, this is going to come with me for the rest of my life. Was there like one particular skill or was there a couple? Oh, obviously, like they said, the problem solving was is just key um, and everything. But, you know, I think the thing that really stuck with me that I learned early on as a junior lawyer was uh, one of the partners said to me just very sternly, he says, you in and just when I'm in meetings and obviously when you're in court, he says, I never ask a question that I don't know the answer to. And that has served me so well in sales and just presentations. And, and it just forces me to think things through. Yes. Um, but that that's that's been something that's just really stuck with me throughout all the years. Do you, do you find yourself uh, more analytical or emotional? Just curiosity out of being a lawyer or a combination. Mm. You are Canadian. I, I think too, it's so. I'm probably <laughs> I I tend to have I, I have a tendency to go into analysis paralysis, but mm. I am also creative because I'm a musician as well. So oh, cool. um, I so for about eight years I was a professional harpist, and I also you played have the, done everything. <laughs> yeah, I played the piano. I learned how to read music before I could actually read. So I've I've been taking piano lessons since wow. I was like in junior kindergarten, maybe or before. So I, you know, I still, my, the harp is still my parents' house. I don't play it anymore because I never, I made a commitment that if I ever go back to it, I'm not going to stop because the blisters Mm. are just killing me on my fingers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But, um, I I am very, I want things to be systematic. I'm a checklist person. So I Mm -hmm. want everything to be systematic and that's carried through and how I optimize my ads and how I do marketing. I, I actually try and create systematic creativity. So what can I do to, to be creative, but tell me a little bit about that. What does that look like? How do you, how do we do that? (laughs) Uh, It's through checklists, right? And then now with ChatGPT, it's even easier. So I, it's almost like I force creativity with 
checklist. So for example, this is my favorite thing to do now with ChatGPT is I had ChatGPT give me a list of all the copywriters and marketers that it was familiar with. So I think it's up to like maybe 21 that I have right now. Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is if the budget is big enough, I'll take the winning uh, primary text in the Facebook ad and I'll ask ChatGPT to rewrite it in each one of those voices and Ah. then I'll just test it. Smart. So, which I know, like, again, I'm not a copywriter and I love copywriters and everybody should absolutely be hiring copywriters. But to me, this just takes things to another level yes. you know, just to, to jump to as a jumping off point, because I don't know all these approaches and and the differences between them. But I'm 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 pushing them out yeah. and yeah. pretty much one or two of them will actually win most of the time. So, um, and I'm being creative and that's just, and so I use it to create different hooks and, and how to create different designs. Even I had to give me all these different ways of designing stuff because I'm just trying to get out of my own biases and mm-hmm. the biases that I talk people I talk to. So 100%. I'm able to do that. And I just use, uh, so I actually asked it to give me a list of all the different types of diverse designs. So I'll go into Canva and I'll just type in like boho, retro, whatever. Just so I just have this all new frame of reference. And that's how I force creativity. I'm like brute forcing creativity that's, that way. That's awesome. That, that's awesome because you have like, we all I've seen like the blank page with the the blanking. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what am I going to write? What am I going to think? What about the ads? Um, I've been using it a lot for just like soundboarding my ideas, and like I, I'll have a strange idea, and I don't fully understand where it's come from or what the context it is, and I'll just feed that idea in there, and then it'll give me some context to it. And I was like, oh, like when I was writing my book, I came up with this concept, market in motion. I had that in my mind for ten years. And then I I put it into chat and it's just like, hey, why don't you just design it as a a racetrack? And I was like, well, (laughs) thank you. I'll take that and I'll use that. And that's phenomenal. Um, And the new update they just did is is, is really, really cool. And I want to get into some AI stuff with you as well, but I want to get back on track so we can talk about your journey. So uh, you got into, you were selling the websites, you got that rolling, this is your first taste. So you understand sales, you understand marketing, you're trying to grow. What were you doing at that time to grow your business? Were you just doing like hold outreach or, or what did that look like? Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Bummer so yeah. <laughs> back, back then it was, and I actually... If I can go on a little bit of a rant, I think that right. people who start businesses nowadays really don't know or like they are actually at a disadvantage from not having to go through all the stuff we went through because I think it just shapes you and makes you a better salesperson. I did the door to door, you know, I did that for charities and stuff. I went and I actually paid. So one of the things I would pay to have appointments, hundreds of dollars for an appointment where you show up and maybe, or maybe they won't show up. I have no idea where we're going in the city. I was like out all day on doing this. I did cold calling. Like, and I did like boiler room stuff. I would just cold call, cold call all day. I got, I was gotten pretty good at that. Um, and then I learned about this newfangled thing called a webinar. So, <laughs> um, you know, I ran um, webinars. Russell Brunson, is that how you heard? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think so. And David Seitman Garland, I remember following him a lot uh, back yeah. in the day. I bought his course and everything. Um, and I also, I also partnered up with another uh, consultant in the franchise and we had a radio show uh, (laughs) and we did that. I did that. Um, So the only, actually the only thing I didn't do was um, lumpy mail. That's the only thing I didn't do. That would have worked. I did cold email. (laughs) I did all this, but in the beginning it was paying for those appointments, like a lot of money 
just yep. to pay for appointments because the advice I was given. So one of the things that I do is whenever I go into something new, I just want to talk mm -hmm. to the best in the world at all of them. So I went, yep. I found all the successful people I could, and I interviewed them. And most of them said to me, you need to talk to as many people as possible. Like you yep. should be having, you know, like five meetings a day. Yep. So I just went hard on that. Yeah. And that's how I just started closing stuff and talking to people just again, but all in person. Talk about um, the calluses, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just got to build yep. put in the rep. Yep. And that's and like if you haven't done door to door, food. like it's just, it's a unique experience, right? It that crazy, you know, like, and you, you just, you have no idea what that's like now when they don't away, have to do that. I gave away like, so I did the phone sales. I did the door to door, door to door was giving away free satellite. I got myself into some crazy situations, giving away free satellite. Like even that was hard. I'm trying to give away something that's $500 and they're like, no, we're not interested. We're not because it comes with a monthly bill and all that stuff. So I think that like seasons you as, as an entrepreneur because yeah. you literally have to pick yourself up by the bootstraps every single day, go out there and like, all right, I'm going to attack this market. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's invaluable. And I think even people should go out and volunteer for charities and just do yes. that stuff. Cause I remember at yes. church doing car washes to raise money. So we go to camp. I'm like out on the street, like pulling people off. Like, do you have a car here? Like, come on over here. I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe how forward I was back then because you yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. But that that's what you learn, you know? And 100%. uh yeah. 100%. And you look at a lot of the successful people in our industry, they have the similar background. They kind of went through that. And like you're saying, like the newer generation just goes directly to online and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But like, no. I wouldn't trade all that heartache I went through with the, we, I sold meat over the phone. You ever sell meat? What? Yes. It was like a boiler room situation. Like the ad was like, make $50 an hour. And I was uh, eight, uh, probably 18, 19, took this job and turns out you were just cold calling people. I never got told the F off so many times in my life. Like I was like, I don't know if this is for me, but I stuck it out. I only did two weeks of it and it was intense. It was intense, mm -hmm. but I learned a lot about human nature. And mm -hmm. when I started, how I started winning is I, I really just positioned it about what they're going to get instantly, why they need to talk to me, why they need to answer this call, why this interruption is worth it, why all these different things. And all that kind of spun into how I got into marketing and, and all of that exciting Interesting. stuff too. So see, I'm like, I just follow the script. I'm just like, I was just like, give me the script, give me the script. And I yeah. just, I just, so I hammered it for me. It was about numbers. Cause yeah. that was, so that was my crutch was having a script and just getting better and better and better script. And then I felt I could deviate a little bit from it. Yep. But to me, it was just like, how fast can I dial? You know? <laughs> just get it. What'd you sell over the phone? You sold your advertising. I was selling, I was trying to sell internet marketing. What so I sold that. And then when I got really, really good at it, because what I happened was get systems, right? I learned yeah. a sales system, which I still use today, tiger tools. And I love it because it worked. So when I got really good at it, I was selling, I could sell anything. And then yeah. at one point I was, um, helping to run the Inc. Business Owners Council. And we didn't have a salesperson. We just lost all of them. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do it. And I was like, I'm like, I was like their top salesperson for a month or two, right? oh, <laughs> just amazing. selling uh, like a 25K, you know, program on the yeah. phone. So that's phenomenal. And so what I'm hearing is that essentially you brute forced your way through a lot of those things, but you've learned and picked up these skills that are crucial to making you the person that you are today. It's like, yeah. And I don't think there's a fast track there. Like you, you can be more probably 
pointed in the right direction, but you're still going to go all over the place and figure out all of these things. And yeah. I wish when I was younger, somebody told me that it's not as straightforward as you think it is. Even now no. I'll draw a nice picture of what the funnel looks like, what my sales process looks like. And then it, I, you always have to deviate. You always have to change. You always have to make those, uh, those jumps. Yeah. But you okay. know, at the end of the day, it's, I'm I'm always still doing the exact same thing. I'm still doing the exact same thing that I was yep. as a lawyer. Essentially, I am being the uh, the trusted advisor to somebody. That's that's yes. all I am to anybody. And that's that's what's really helped me to grow. Is just I'm always trying to be. I want to be the go to person. Yes. So I even had somebody reach out to me and she said. I can't remember. I don't know what you do, but for some reason, if I need anything, I just know I have to reach out to you first. And I'm like, yes, because that that's all I, I am. That's what we were as Love a lawyer because you want to yeah. be the first person there. And, you know, and when you have your own business, that's who you want. You just want to be that person who yes. is the go to for helping people. A hundred percent. And I've had people say similar things to me. Uh, they're like, your level of service is, is amazing. Blows me away. And funny enough, do you have this mindset where you're like, I just want to serve today. Like, who can I serve? Yes. How can I help? Them? Yes. So that took me a long time to realize that piece because I was like, who's got my money today? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, that, and then that switched to who can I serve today? And the conversations, I still use a sales system. I still like, I still know all the tricks and all this different stuff that I learned. But the outcomes are so much better because it. I won't force somebody into something that they don't want. And I'll always yeah. do what's in the best interest for my clients, my customers and people I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And that's learned. That's like from experience. And if you're getting resistance on a sales call, I find like, hey, that's uh, it's probably not a fit anyways, because I find like, you know, the universe or God or whatever puts things in your path and then they go away for a reason and you should just let them slide away. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It just, it has to feel very natural. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you, you just get the feel of it over time. Right. hundred percent. So, and then you got into media buying and that's when you got involved with um, ad skills. So yes. what was that transition like? And you were saying that you're, you're fairly analytical. So that was, you must've felt right at home with all the numbers and, and really understanding what. Oh that yeah. I mean, um, by the time I joined ad skills, I had actually left being a media buyer for a while. Then I kind of got back into it again. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I needed that again, because remember I told you, I don't like to do stuff for myself. Uh -huh. So I didn't know uh -huh. about Justin Brooke or ad skills or anything. And David Schloss says like, no, this is where you need to join. And so I just, I learned just a couple of, I wasn't a newbie, but I learned there was a system. Like I learned it wasn't just, I'm just good at it. Right. Yeah. I, I realized, oh, I am following a system. Right. And it's yeah. replicable. And like, there's, yep. you know, and so I picked up some little tips there about this is how the pros do it. And, mm -hmm. and that made all the difference for me. But again, I'm playing to my strengths. I'm playing to like, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed something to follow. And then it just, it, it just really took off from there because um, I have a very systematic way of networking <laughs> and I needed to make sure that I got in front of Justin to see my results. So because mm -hmm. he saw my results and I paid for a program too, where I think he had like 60 days, you could ask him anything. So I was just showing him my stuff. He's like, you're really good. And he's the one who started introducing me to people that I would never have met in a million years. Yes. And it just, it just kind of, um, you know, kind of goes from there. Right. Just, yeah. it just picks up its own momentum. That That's awesome. That's so awesome because it's like, uh, and I also have a similar system of networking and meeting people, but I, I think it starts with being a good human too, right? Like you, you need to be a good person. You need to be trying to add value because, yeah. uh, and, and I wish I would have known this 
10 years ago because I would be so much further along, but I think it's all part of the journey. Uh, Justin is, is a great person and he introduced me to, to you when I was doing my systematic outreach to him and having that conversation. I got to bug him. I'm going to get him on the show. I think he'd be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's he doing now? Yeah. He's doing the the faith funnels, isn't he? He's doing faith funnels. Yeah. 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 He left Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's just doing emails and Twitter mostly. Yep. That's and cool. I always another brand called Happily Unemployed as well. Happily unemployed. I'll check that so out. He is doing his stuff there. Yeah, That's for sure. No, and, and he's, but it's, uh, yeah. he inspires me because his level, like the way that he he writes, the way that he he puts his messages out are, are awesome. And I just, I follow everybody I can that I think is good. I follow your stuff as well and, and everybody. And I'm always just systematically looking at it being like, what are they trying to accomplish here? What are the outcomes? What does that look like? How does this sound? Is this authentic to them? And I'm like, I have all these questions and uh, I'm, I've recently implemented a, a bit of a, a system that is, I, so I got like 30 days of content that's in Facebook now. And it's kind of, it goes out every single day and I almost feel sad that I miss it sometimes just posting. So I'm going to start being more sporadic because I, I think that you need that as well. But I was listening mm -hmm. to, um, Frank Kern podcast, like from like 2016 and what he said, like, just kind of blew my mind. He talks about, um, because we've been in the business so long, we take things for granted. Like, mm -hmm. it, like we've learned these things over such a long period of time. And he's like, not everybody knows these things. So it's like document yeah. those things. And then that kind of becomes your content. So I've, I'm started playing with that strategy. Um, I, I want to talk about how you became the, the CEO of ad skills sure. and, and let's do that first. But I also want to talk about your, your thoughts on, on your messaging and Facebook and all that stuff and how that's working for you. Oh so yeah, for sure. Let's dive in. Okay. So it's, it's an interesting story because it didn't, my path to becoming the CEO of ad skills did not follow the traditional path <laughs> actually. Um, it was the opposite. So if mm -hmm. you're looking to acquire a company, do not do what I like. This is do not follow this. This is not the way to do it. And I'm not saying that with like a yes. wink, wink. No, do it this way. But yeah. it just it's because it's it 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 grew very very organically. I mean, yeah. it really came about where I was growing organically within the ad skills community because I'm just there to serve, right? Yeah, showing up every single day, serving yep. people. I have I made amazing friends in there, done a lot of money, business and stuff through that community. I there's I have so much yes that I feel like I want to give back to Ad Skills because of what Ad Skills gave to me. Yes, and uh, and so I started doing more stuff, and then they started inviting me to speak and to lead more things. And um, Justin had created the pro level program, and he had hired me to become the face of that program. So we had done that. And then he says, Hey, let's chat. I have some more thoughts. I was like, okay, great. Let's chat. No clue what was happening. Yep. And he shared with me that he felt that it was, you know, he has other projects he wanted to focus on. And he felt that for the good of the company, mm -hmm. he needs to step back. And he's been actually trying to find the right person. Mm -hmm. So he's always looking for the best fit. It wasn't just, you know, give me money or whatever. Right. It was yep. who's the best fit to take over our baby here. And he says, I yep. know you love ad skills. And I was like, it's my family. What are you kidding me? Yes. And he said that uh, out of all the people, you know, I get a lot of really good feedback whenever they put me up on stage to do anything. And he said he felt that the way I do stuff is pretty much at the same standard that he would expect of himself. Yes. And so we just had, we just, we just kept having these conversations. You know, I have mentors, I talked to mentors about what to do and I didn't do anything they told me to do <laughs> <laughs> because it just, I, I have, again, I've learned over the many, many years is 
if my intuition tells me to do something like to listen yes. to it very, very strongly after a lot of, after a lot of thought and meditation and just like really just a lot of thought, like a lot of standing in the shower, a lot of just like walking around <laughs> outside. Right. Yes. And it just felt to me like, I just need to go with the flow here Yes. and let him lead. So I let him lead and tell me, you know, if he thought I would be the right fit. And I said, I'm very, very interested in acquiring ad skills. And so he laid out the path. He's like, well, here's, you know, the milestones I think you need to reach. Like, here's, I'm thinking about what the deal is going to be. And I was like, cool. You know, like I, it was very a lawyer like of me. It was very like, again, I didn't do any hard negotiating tactics or anything like that. Cause it just, I felt like it just needed to be very organic. And that's really what happened. And then, so it happened very naturally. We had, there were different milestones that I had to hit in order to acquire, um, you know, certain percentages of the company. And, you know, and then by the time I majority owner, you know, he and Sean are ready to go off and do their own thing. And, and it's almost like, you know, I'm their kid that just, they pushed out of the nest and (laughs) I do things differently from him, you know, but that's okay because he's, he's off doing his own thing. And that, I mean, that's really what happened. And it was, a lot of people thought I actually worked for ad skills for many years because I was so involved in it. So some people were like, well, wait, like what? You don't work for ad skills. Like it was re- weird for them. And other people yeah. are like, they knew anyway, because Justin was teasing it and yeah. they were like, I think I know who it is. And, you know, so it was, it was really lovely to see the support of people and the excitement. And, and I think it's a great story because I think ad skills is really all about the community and it's lifting 100%. people from the community. So I've embodied that. I think I kind of felt like, yes, like one of us made it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I still my agency because I think that I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a CEO who's still in the trenches mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and it gives me something to talk about and pretty much like anything I do in ad skills is because I'm personally interested in it as you do too. Right. I'm like, yeah, well, I really want to know. So I figure other people are going to want to know too, you know, so. It's the best way to bring new ideas into to your life. Like, so uh, recently for me, it's been copywriting. I've just been obsessing and nerding about copywriting and testing different angles and stuff. I think what you guys have done so well at ad skills is build uh, a community. And once mm-hmm. you have a community, you can sell whatever it is that you desire into that. Community. I love it. I think that's the heart of ad skills really. Yes. We have all these trainings and things like that, but I was, I'll always remember that somebody came to me and he's a new person and he messaged me on Slack and he said, this is the most non-internet marketing community I've ever been in. And I was like <laughs> the most proudest moment. For me. <laughs> yes. Cause I've been in some and I'm sure you have too. And you're like, wow, this is very internet marketing. Like it's extreme. You know, you get into some and it's like, I wouldn't say toxic's the word, but very much like money driven and like uh, that, yeah. that's the whole thing. And uh, just being on the outside and, and stepping a foot into ad skills a couple of times, the people that I met were very sweet, very honest, very nice. And we're uh, just got, we all got our heads down. We're all working yes. and we pop our head. I mean, cause it's all volunteer driven as well, but like, I think people don't realize that, yeah. but it's even our moderators is all volunteer driven because we're all, we all have own agencies. We're all working yeah. and we pop our heads up to help each other and to ask questions and to get out of jams together. And that's pretty much it, you know? Yeah. And, and I think to me, that's, that's, that's why I joined. So I figured it must be helpful for other people, you know? hundred percent because it does like you hear that like adage that it's like it's lonely at the top well being an entrepreneur is kind of a lonely endeavor because you you're you meet a lot of people but you're all you can never show your full hand all the time right Mm -hmm. so like being somewhere where you can be truly authentic and be yourself 
is great. And that's yes. I've been looking at business and trying to figure out how do I be Zach and how do I get paid? And someone's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm working on getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to be myself. Like, that's what I say. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, I want goal. people to feel safe to go in there and say, yeah. hey, I forgot to put the pixel on the page and I ran the ads. You're yes. never going to put that out there, you know, public, but you can yes. say that in here. And there's like, everybody else is going to say, yep, did that. You're fine. You know, just keep moving ahead. Right. Like, so let's talk about the the model a little bit, because I, I think that's very interesting and very unique. And you get all, all these great people coming to you, like wanting to donate their time and, and all of their expertise. What does that look like uh, from a business model for you guys? Sure. So it's a membership model. It's mm -hmm. a low ticket membership model that ascends into a high ticket. The high ticket isn't actually focused on traffic. The high ticket is actually focused on growing your agency. So sales and lead gen and operations and pricing strategies and like mindset entrepreneurs, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's really the high ticket part of it. The main, the core of ad skills, and we call it core, is actually this low ticket uh, membership, which has uh, the three components, basically. It is the the paid training, like the on-demand training, which I kind of see as foundational. There's our community, like we just talked about, which is in Slack. Um, okay. And I there was almost like an uprising when I said we might leave Slack. So we're staying in Slack. <laughs> you know, we're staying in Slack. And then we have these um, live uh, call, Zoom calls. And it it's with, we have some amazing mentors and we have a copy call every week as well. Carlos is going to look at your copy. Like, you know, we offer that. But what I've also started to bring in is what we coined uh, AMA roundtable. So I bring in these experts, which again, I would want to talk to as well. Yes. And just it's open for all of our members to come in and ask questions. And we've had some amazing, like incredible people. And I've learned so much credit Trey Llewellyn. He was the first person who came in and he said, Leanna, stop calling them like Zoom calls, whatever. He's like, it's a round table. I was like, okay, fine. We'll do that. <laughs> and uh, he was an open book. He's like, you can talk to me about whatever you want, how I was sued for $2 million, all that other kind of stuff. And oh, it wow. took off from there. We've had Dennis Yu. We've had Alex Hermosi's director of marketing. Um, we've had Tony Tiefenbach talk about getting 50K a month clients. Um, and just like so many different, really, I, I mean, there's so many oh. different interesting people and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for some of the lineup coming out for 2024. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's off the charts. Oh my Let's gosh. Like go. just some, I mentioned one person and some people just didn't believe me. And I'm like, wait, yeah. I'm working it out with these people, but they're like, are you kidding me? And I was like, let's go. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> so the, uh, I'm from the outside looking, or yeah, I'm on the outside. I'm looking at, at you guys and I'm seeing the community. I'm seeing the access. I'm seeing the relationships being built. I'm seeing all of these things. So there's so many more benefits than just cash coming from this business. And yeah, I'm assuming that it's, it's, uh, it's high margin because it's information-based products, right? Do you guys run a ton of ads, uh, at ad skills yourself or? Uh, we do, we do. I mean, look, yep. we, we cool. have, we focus mainly, mainly on, so what I believe in, right. Is I believe that you need to start with one um, when you're trying to work out a funnel, because we are trying to work out a bunch of different funnels right now. So yeah. um, I don't want to spread ourselves too thin by being on like every single platform. You got you work out the yes. funnel and yeah. then add on other platforms. So we're focusing on Google and Facebook right now. Beauty. Because I have a couple of different funnels that we're still 
we're, we're just, we're just, you know, you just got slog it through it, like work out the funnel, work out the messaging. What's the best way to kind of get through? Because I want to get to a point where yeah. I'm like, yeah, we can scale this to the moon. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what we're doing. And I share all of that. Like, like I, because it's not a client, so I can share anything with respect to what ad skills is doing. Amazing. So I just, I'm an open book with that. I like, I share all of that inside of ad skills, what worked, what doesn't work when we fail, how we're figuring stuff out. Uh, so you can you can actually just see it right right there. That's that's awesome. And what are you finding is is working best to acquire customers for not just necessarily ad skills, but just in general? Is there a platform that you prefer? Is it Facebook? Is it Google? And and what brings in those quality clients yeah. for you guys? I mean it. It's all all of them together, but I really still, despite however we feel about Facebook, right? Because uh, it's I, for me, it's always a love hate relationship. Facebook yes. and Meta, as it's called now, is so good at finding people. Like yes. I, just, I just think, no matter what, you can't deny that. Yeah. So that's and the thing is, is it doesn't have as long of an optimization window as Google. So yes. Google is also fantastic. Yeah. But I can kind of. Like I can push harder on Facebook to test new stuff and figure stuff out a lot faster on Facebook than I can on Google. Yes. So I'll kind of abuse my campaigns a little bit there and really push hard. And then I'm okay. Now I've, we've got a funnel that works. Yeah. Okay. Now let, now we can like add it to YouTube and add to Google and TikTok and Pinterest and all those other good, you know, platforms. Yeah, no, that, that that's awesome. And I, I found the exact same thing. But when you get something that works on Google, it lasts for like ever. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. And then so I, I remember meeting with clients and we're spending a, a good amount of money and they're like, what have you changed? And I was like, well, we're, <laughs> we're working on some stuff and <laughs> we got new creative coming down. We're going to do some testing. But the, mm -hmm. the honest truth was it was just performing well and it was getting better yeah. and better and better over time. Where I mm -hmm. find uh, with Facebook, it'll just kind of, you'll hit that nice sweet spot you're like, yay. And you go to bed and you wake up the next morning. You're like, oh, something's not working. You're like, did I yeah. max out that audience? Is it, uh, do I need to do more ad sets? Or, and sometimes most of the time it was just duplicating that ad set and you were able to be mm -hmm. like, all right, off, yeah. off to the races again. Yeah. Um, is, is there, well, I feel like, uh, sorry, I just wanted to say there, like, sure. I feel like Google is like, Google to me is like the news, like the news is that de is dependable. You know, yeah. the, the news anchor is going to be there. They're good. They show up all the time. It's the same format and you can depend on them. Right. Whereas yeah. Facebook, it's social. And to me, it just comes with all of the drama of having a relationship. Um, yeah. And that's why I think it just kind of goes up and down all the time. Cause it's, it's like having that relationship yeah. uh, roller coaster. hundred percent. And I think that we, as business owners and entrepreneurs and ad buyers and marketers, we think that we're competing against our competition, but we're not. We're actually competing with everybody on the planet for mm -hmm. these spots and these eyeballs and this mm -hmm. attention. And like I said, and their emotions because like they're yes. there, it is a social network. So it's like, yes. it's, that, it's that extra factor that we don't have to deal with when people are just like searching for stuff on Google, right? Yeah, because they, they have the intent, right? The intent's there, they know mm -hmm. they're going to buy. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Facebook and then I, I want to talk about organic and then we can slowly start to, to wrap up yeah. a little bit. You, what is your process uh, when you bring on a new client, you're going to run ads for them? Is there, do you have, and I'm sure I know you do because you literally teach this to people. Uh, <laughs> what, what does that process look like to you? And so this would be for a listener who's maybe they're on the fence about running ads and they're like, okay, I've got a Facebook ad uh, campaign up and I'm spending like, you know, a hundred dollars a week. Like what are their first steps? How do they take this campaign to the next level? And, and sure. I know you've seen it over and over again through your students sure. and, and your work. Well, I think it, 
it, it first has to start with what your values are. So one of my values is I treat my clients and our members like VIPs, red, uh, red carpet treatment. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when I onboard somebody, that's what I try and do. I try and make it as white glove as possible and as easy as possible. So I've got a checklist. I'm like, this is what we need to do. If we have to get on Zoom, let's go do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I hate going back and forth, right? Let's just go on here. Mm-hmm. Give me control of the screen. Great. Well, I'll do that. So that, that's the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I do is I double check all the tech is working because 90% of the times when stuff doesn't work, it's because the pixel isn't firing. It's Or it's some tech <laughs> issue, right? Like yes. it just, no, you, you, fi- you figure it out later on. Like, oh, right right? Like it doesn't work on this yeah. phone, which like 90% of our audience has, right? Yeah. Um, so I, w- I just want to check all of those things first, um, yeah. you know, and then from there, it just, it depends what their goals are. It depends how fast they want to get there. Um, yeah. I just, I just launch stuff. Like I just, I just, again, I'm just following my checklist. I go, you know, in terms of just like testing stuff out yeah. and, and I'm just trying to get there as fast as possible, really. Um, and that just depends how much money they have that I can spend to go faster. And for you, the speed look like testing. Is that what is your big lever that you use? Yeah. I mean, because it's, well, and again, it also depends if you're starting from scratch or if you're taking over an account. Um, so there's all those little nuances there because you don't want to break what's already working, but I, I just really want to come in and I would be like, okay, well, let's see what's working. What do I have to test? Let me just, let me be like the doctor ascertain, you know, what's working over here? What needs to be tweaked over here? Uh, you know, is it the creative? Like, it, are people clicking through on the ads? Are they not, yeah. you know, are they not opting in? Like what's, what, where, where are the weak points here? And yes. then just test those, just test 100%. those. I just, I just want to test as fast as I can to figure out what direction to go in yeah. and, and just can kind of keep going from there. And so I'm really mm-hmm. taking, trying to take as much emotion out of it as well. Yeah. Um, just cause I just want to just go through my list, just keep doing that. That that's key. So you, you have something that you can fall back on and we are human beings. So exactly. we do get emotional and things change and ads break yeah. and funnels break. I just don't want to hear, Oh, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just feel my way around. Yes. Nobody wants, you don't want to hear that from your surgeon. Right? No, so no. You want to you make sure they have a checklist. Got, <laughs> you have the plan, right? And you've yes. done this before. I have yes. the operation plan. And if something messes up, I have a plan for that. So yes. I don't know if it's going to work, but I have a plan. And I think that that's what I learned too from Tony Robbins is you need to have that confidence. You build the rapport yes. and have the confidence yep. to know this, this is our plan. And so that's, I, I, I never know. I fail so many times, Yes. but I think my clients stay with me because they would rather be with me on the ride than somebody else. Cause they yes. know I have a plan and I can figure it out. Yes, because it's just a matter of time before you get something that pops. Sure. pops and I'll bring in people. Skin. I've I've paid just out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for other media buyers that I know and add skills to come in and consult and tell me like, well, what mm-hmm. do they see? And you know, I'll take tips from this. So that's <clears throat> that's why I love having the community. Yes. It's I'll either hire them directly or I'll talk in the community about stuff, and I'll just kind of just keep bringing it over. So I I'm confident yeah. that myself or the hive mind will figure it out. That's so, that's so good. I think that's so good. There's so many things you can take away from that. I, I find that new media buyers and new uh, entrepreneurs that are newer to advertising focus in on all like the wrong things. Like how much does the cost per click? Uh, what's the CPM? All these things outside of their control. And I get asked all the time, what, what is a good cost per click? And I'm like, it doesn't like, I will spend a thousand dollars for a click. If it gets me a $10,000 sale, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like if, as long as there's a, there's, there's an output, 
that's what I care about. And exactly. uh, I think everybody's in this huge rush to get things figured out. And uh, advertising is something, in my opinion, that should just be done consistently over a long period of time. And mm -hmm. yes, you want to win. Yes, you want to be profitable, but you should be investing every single uh, month. And, and so for me, I'm looking at YouTube now. I'm just getting to a place where we're going to start advertising. And uh, Facebook actually, so something strange happened with my account. I got uh, a year ago, because I haven't been actively running ads, my personal account got banned because it was connected to some other account. Mm -hmm. And then so I tried to reverse it. And they're like, oh, it's over 180 days. And I was like, I didn't even know this happened. <laughs> so I didn't realize yeah. that, that could even happen. And uh, I remember uh, running the agency and having millions of dollars flowing through these accounts and being locked out then too. It's like, they, they do not care about that. So I, no, it means very much like being in litigation, right? You miss the deadlines. Yes. Nobody cares. Right. You, so you have to be on top of all of that. Yeah, for yes. sure. And, and, but I wasn't running anything. This is a strange part. And then I, I explained that and they can't give me a reason why it was banned because they don't know. But it's just, it's, it's banned. And well, a lot like, of accounts were shut down for inactivity. Like they used to have a rule for a while where yeah. if it was inactive, it would just get shut down anyway. So yeah. I would always just have, you know, just like a $2 a day thing running just in case. Yeah. Um, I have no idea where that rule came from, but they, they were doing that for a while. And if you hustle have, by the way, if you have ads in there that are turned off, Yes. They're still subject to review. So people think like, oh, I wasn't running anything. Doesn't matter. You were you uh, were you were eligible. You're there, right? Yeah. Like you, you know, it you're, you're it's like illegally parked. Your car's still there, even though you're not driving it, so, right? So you have yeah, so you could get shut down for that. You could also get shut down, I know, from um if you have a community strike against you, you can also get shut down for that. Like one year there was yeah. some bug. I put I remember this distinctly. I typed in happy Halloween. I immediately got put in jail. Like community standards violation. <laughs> Really? And then my personal ad account got restricted on stuff until so that's what happened. So I still have my agency account, right? But we're not actively running through it, which is, is okay. But I can't advertise through it because my personal, because I just mm -hmm. let it, let it go. So I've yeah. heard, and I don't know, you tell me if this is true because you speak with more media buyers than I do currently. Um, if you get um, verified, you can then go through that process again to try to like, just to try again and keep trying and don't give up. <laughs> this is basically- No, don't never give up. No, I mean, yeah. there's sort of this unwritten rule that it's three strikes and you're out. Yeah. I, I definitely have some stuff that I'm never getting back again, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, verified- it's not a get out of jail free card, but you do get an extra le level of support. And then they are looking at your government ID. Like, so I think yeah. at some level, they know you're kind of legit there. So they it could get reopened. I have heard of people who got stuff back years later. Yeah. It hasn't worked for me, but it's it's worth a shot. Like, do not give up. Because what have you got no. to lose? You're already banned. No, so 100%. But I was like, like, why couldn't I have done something cool? You know, like I could have like ran some crazy ad or, but no, it just like inactivity. Yeah. Like that's, that's what finally yeah. does it. So oh, I had another one where just, uh, I, I had a picture of a glacier. It was like, oh, no, like an ice cave. Yeah. And it got flagged for being, uh, like pornography. Oh my. So goodness. I got a really bad strike for that. <laughs> it's an iceberg people. No, that's, that's hilarious. And um, their customer support is getting better because I actually got a response really quick, but I remember three years ago, like it was really hard to get an answer on anything. And you just would have yeah. no context of like what is happening. One thing that I was using is I was using a chat 
to, uh, cause I was just trying to get it reactivated recently. So I was using chat. I'm like really just brown nose and be as like nice as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. So it's writing mm-hmm. these huge messages. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what people don't really understand. And you yeah. and I get it. Cause we've done daughters our sales and stuff like that. And, and sales, we get that, yeah. but you know, that human on the other side, they're getting yelled at all day long. Yes. So like, why would they even help you if you come off as being a jerk to them? Right. Yes. So be nice, but also understand who you're dealing with, right? This is like, they don't have access to anything basically, but they're the only human you're going to talk to. So you better be really, really nice to them because they might be able to find something like some notation on your record, or at least point you to a different form that you didn't know about. Yeah, I think people go to them and they're like, oh, like you banned me and you do this. this." (laughs) That person can't do anything. They're following a manual. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of you know, f- figure out who you're talking to, but yeah, like you, why don't you be the bright spot in that person's life? Who's getting 100%. abused, you know? I mean, people in, when I was in clubhouse, somebody was friends of the head of, um, I think global compliance at meta. And he came on a couple of clubhouse rooms and like he, his, he and his family would regularly get death threats, oh, right. Just for being associated with meta. Oh my God. Can you, can you really, really think about, I was, I mean, it didn't get that far when I was doing um, like litigation and mortgage enforcement and stuff, but you're definitely very aware. Like I know one person, she would like, they had bulletproof vests in the office and bulletproof glass and stuff in the office there. Um, But until, you know, like, can you imagine like, because of your job, you're getting death threats. For sure. And then well, it's people's livelihoods and then people get get that survival mechanism kicks in and then all Mm -hmm. logic goes out the window. So I could see that happening, but there's no benefit of being that way. Even when I was doing door-to-door sales and I I sold janitorial supplies, everyone would be like, why are you talking to the janitor? Why are you talking to the secretary? I would bring I, I landed, I don't know if I ever told you the story. I landed a $2 million contract because I went for a year and talked to the secretary and I was so nice. And guess who got promoted? You know what I mean? Like, so there's something in being nice. And yes, um, and, yeah. everybody should be Canadian, right? They should. This is it. Apparently we're terrible buyers though, which I wasn't aware of. <laughs> oh, we're like, don't even go there. I, okay. Here's my theory on that. My theory yeah. is that because everybody sells everything in us dollars, we're yeah. already very bitter because yes. we see it. And then we see the exchange rate, right? Yes. So we already feel like we're ripped off right away. Um, yeah. I think the other concept of that too, is just that we're so used to getting taken care of the government uh, yes. versus kind of like the Americans like, yeah, we got to do everything ourselves, you know, you know, and don't have that extra help. That's the yeah. theories I read anyway about, about yeah. that. But. Well, I feel like I'm a, being Canadian. I feel like I'm a great buyer, you know, and I'm also a great seller too. So, and I, I look at it, it all comes down to value and customer service. I think customer service is so underrated. You said something at the top of the hour where, um, I can't remember the exact word you use, but I call it delivering wow is, is how I, I visualize, but like the white glove mm-hmm. service, bringing somebody on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want some, I literally engineer that process when people are coming into my world. There's a series of like, wow, this is cool. Wow. I wasn't expecting this. Oh, wow. Similar to yeah. like, uh, like ClickFunnels, you, you, you get an account and then they send you a t-shirt or free t- There's like, there's these little things that aren't promoted that really go a long way. And it, it could be as simple as sending somebody a t-shirt, but like, or even just saying hello and acknowledging them <laughs> for coming sure. into the company, right? Like, no, I, absolutely. No, for sure. That it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's everything everything. It's everything. I think that, I think that's awesome. So I want to talk uh, very quickly about uh, your organic strategy and talk about the future of ad skills and what's going on there and how great that's going to be. And I want to end with a little, uh, 
rapid fire for you. Okay. 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 Sure. Cool. All right. So what is your current organic strategy? I saw it like, so I've been watching all of your stuff. I've been liking and commenting. In a non-creepy way, right? You're stalking me, but. Non-creepy, <laughs> but I see you're like, you're literally jet setting. So I, you've been traveling all over the place and I, I've noticed your content recently has improved dramatically. Have you been co like conscious about that and what you're doing? Not, not like it was bad before. It was amazing before, but now it's, I just, I see a more authentic version of yourself coming through your content. Interesting. That's fascinating to me. So have you done anything to change that? Is that consciously? I have, I have, I actually love that you said that. Um, so in general, I, by the way, just because I do paid ads, I love organic. And me one too. thing that has, has literally changed my life is short video. So I, that was a big turning point for me. And I'm very, I have a challenge at like about this because I'm very, very big. I think everybody should still be doing short video and you post it everywhere. TikTok, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, LinkedIn, like post it everywhere. So <laughs> I love short video and I'm talking short, like 15 seconds or shorter short okay. video. That's amazing. That's why, and that's what I do. Um, so when I'm really going strong, I'll do it every single day. Mm -hmm. My big, so my longest streak was like 123 days, something like that. Wow. And it was just magical. I love it, love it, love it. I love TikTok. I love, you know, so that, that to me is, is a big thing that that's a big thing for my strategy. Cause I'm not, I'm not a copywriter like yourself or like Justin, it doesn't come naturally to me, mm -hmm. even though I have an English major, but um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a short, it just, it just works for me. Yeah, you you so, have your superpower and you're staying in that lane and you're kind of pulling that lever. Exactly, right? And then I kind of go from there. So I start with that. Like to me, that's the core. And like you said, it's about consistency. It yeah. doesn't, like I'm not trying to go for viral. So it's it's consistency. But then the other thing that I've learned, it's all about, you also have to be very intentional about the type of content you're putting out there. So I used mm -hmm. to do a lot of educational content mm -hmm. and some of it went, went viral, but none of it, none of that helps me get clients yeah. ever. Yes. So I'm like, stop doing all that stuff. Right. Like I was like, what's <laughs> actually, cause I'm not doing this just because I love it. Right. I mean, we have a business to support here. Yes. Uh, yes. So I, I really doubled down in the last uh, couple of years of trying to use sales psychology and what I could do to bring to the surface, you know, pain points and stuff. But recently I let, I was, I was doing an in-person event in Vegas with Kevin nations on social media domination mm -hmm. and we were leading it together so, which means that I learned a lot, right? Probably more than the people kind of in it. Cause yeah. I was like, I, I, I said, Kevin, I want to lead it with you. Cause I want to learn all your secrets. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that because what I learned from Kevin, when I was literally leading the, with him, I put all that into practice in what I've been doing here. And ever since then, I've had you, I've many different people reach out to me saying how much the content is just very, very next level. Yeah. Uh, for that it's because I've really been focused on uh, using stories, um, pain mm -hmm. points, like being just very intentional about what I'm doing, but I'm also always testing. Yep. So I'll put some of the stuff I just private because it didn't do as well, but I'm just, I'm just putting a ton of stuff out there to test different angles. Um, and, and the other thing too, is I'm really trying hard to, to get a visceral emotion from people. 
that's what I want. When you read something, I want to trigger you, but I'm not Dan Henry. So I, I'm not, <laughs> not going to, I can't pull it off. I can't pull it off. So I can't yeah. pull off the, the controversial things. So I have to do it in yeah. a different way. Yes. I know I did one, which to me was a rant. It was kind of like as close <clears throat> as I think I could get to being controversial, Yeah. but uh, that's, yeah. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you think it's improved. Um, yeah, I and I use ChatGPT to help me a lot too, just with my communication. So. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And so what I've been thinking a lot of lately is like top of funnel and bottom of funnel uh, with organic, like people that don't know me yet. And so I find these like these little blurbs, um, they're just like reclaimed business knowledge that I've I've had in my mind for years and I take for granted. Those little blurbs are are doing well to reach a ton of new people. So mm-hmm. it's because they're, they're short, they're easy. And then I, I'm trying to like bring them down the funnel. That's what I'm thinking about. But I've noticed a lot about uh, being authentic. And and I love uh, like you're posting pictures of yourself and they're, they're not like, you know, it's not your best self, but you're just like, hey, I'm here. This is what's going on. And I find yes. a lot of marketers struggle with that and people online. And I want to do that more. So it's like, it's a bit of an inspirational thing for me too, because it's real people like, <laughs> like, like we're, we're real people. There's real things happening here. Sure. We're stealing stuff. We're running. Well, let's do it right now. Let's take a minute, take your phone out, Zach. And if you're listening, do it right now. Take your phone out and take a selfie of you, like doing whatever you're doing right now. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. Do it. All right. Let's go. I'll do, I'll do it better. I'll do a video. Hey, how's it going? We're just hanging out. Uh, we're doing a live podcast. Literally, we're absolutely live with Leanna Ling. And we're talking about being authentic to yourself and posting content, even when it doesn't feel amazing. And that's what we're doing. All right, I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know when this episode comes out. <laughs> See? Great, it, now you can post that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'll, I'll post it soon as, as soon as we're done here. But like- By the way, every, if you're listening- Go ahead and post it and tag us to show us that you actually took action from this. Let's go. I love it because it gets me fired up as a marketer. And I think that we think very uniquely uh, as humans, marketers in general, because we're always testing things and uh, and getting it up. But yes, I have noticed and, and kudos to you. And it's an inspiration to me. And I'm like, all right, I need to start being more. Um, I found last year it was very polished, like a di- mm-hmm. client result, a pain point client result, pain point client result. And it wasn't about mm-hmm. me. And this mm-hmm. next version is, is going to be all about me because I, I'm calling it my forever business. That's what I'm building. I'm building like, um, and people are throwing rocks at like building lifestyle businesses and, and personal brands. But I think personal brands are awesome. And the one of like, there's so many benefits, but the one benefit that I absolutely love is that when you show up to a sales call and they've already read your book and they've already seen all your posts, that is a pretty easy sale to close, which yep. is great. You know, yes. with, uh, everywhere I, I go remember. now. Oh, by the way, I learned from Dennis, you to boost the posts on Facebook. So that's also why you're also seeing more of my stuff because I, I boost a lot of the stuff that I do. Yeah. Um, again, I'm it. impatient. I want more people to see it. So you can boost it to your followers and lookalikes of your followers. Yep. So also you don't have to post as often because you can just go back and edit old stuff and just reboost it again. Um. Right. Every, everybody I meet with, like no kidding on zoom. And even when I was just at webinar con, the first thing they say to me is, is, Oh, I've, I see you on Facebook. Like I see your stuff see on, you Facebook. on Facebook. That's and I'm great. like, great. Dude, I know because I'm boosting this stuff, right? Like, you know, a dollar a day. Just do it. I just put a dollar a day behind each post to see Love how it, it goes, yeah. and then the ones that are doing well, I just keep, let it go. But that it's just so much less stress 
because yeah. I, you work with the algorithm a bit, right? To get the organic stuff. But I'm like, whatever, if it doesn't see, if I think more people need to see it, I'll yeah. just put a dollar a day behind it. I, think, I have a professional profile so I can do that. I think I originally heard like the concept, it was from Justin, I think in one of his posts, but he was talking about building an apartment in somebody's mind or something along those lines. And that's what fate, that's what marketing and advertising essentially is, is that mm-hmm. now because your content is being boosted to these people over and over and over again, and then you're the go-to in that space. And that's just kind of how you grow your personal brand and yeah. get out there. So uh, once I get my, my band, overturned which is going to happen eventually i will i'll do the dollar a day i'm also looking at uh, some other platforms as well i i don't do enough on uh, x now it used to be twitter uh, but mm-hmm. i think there's lots of potential for advertising on there i've spent mm-hmm. i probably only spent like eight or nine thousand dollars and you can reach millions and millions of people very very cost effectively through that platform. yes so, yeah and be uh, much more targeted yeah. than facebook too so. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was surprised. All right, so um, what what does the the future look like for ads? Because we're talking about the 2024 lineup. So we got guest speakers. We got. Do you have other products coming out, or what, what what's happening in your world in 2024? Yeah, so 2024 is it's just building on what we've already created. So we're still, you know, the the membership is just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think it's really leaning into the two aspects. So supporting people with the knowledge and the community of like how you get better at traffic, but then yep. like really having a holistic approach because not like we're all 3D people. And so I really <laughs> want to make sure that like our higher level stuff is serving people to um, help them grow. You know, we yes. I started a new program, which is an extension of our high level called uh, Revive and Thrive 90 Day Client Reboot. The, mm-hmm. the idea there is that, well, I'll ask you right now. Um, sure. Do you have a plan? Like, just be honest here. Do you have yep. a plan that you execute every single day or every single quarter to always be bringing in clients? Yes. So you have a wait list of clients? Uh, yes. Not You are not the only... I wouldn't say like a, a wait list, but I, I can tap into clients. I, I am trying always new things. Uh, but I do have a, a plan because that's Tony Robbins, get the confidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you were the me, only person who said yes, honestly, like that's, I don't even have that where really? it's, that I know I can just replace all my clients like that. Well, I don't have that. So for me, it's direct response. It's, it's my book, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I sell the book and I'm actually creating a membership uh, site. That's what I'm in the process of doing now. So they buy the book. They're going to get access to the book essentially, but in membership format, and that's going to be the upsell. And then we're doing uh, our, our group coaching program is going to be our, our high ticket thing. And mm-hmm. I just spent the last two years trying to invent a new way to sell. And I saw this video from Dan Henry. If you ever watched some of his more like uh, emotional stuff, I like it, man. He He's pretty open and he can be a little bipolar at times and like, has well, he's issues. such a shy guy. Like- yeah. <laughs> Holy jeez, He's just like flying off the handle. I've been watching his YouTube shows and stuff like that, but he was talking about um, that he spent the last two years just kind of trying to find a new way to sell. And so I've always been in sales and I've always done it like one-to-one and I've tried to do many uh, one-to-many multiple times. It has never worked for me well. I don't know what I'm doing. If I don't have the skill or the knowledge or whatever is missing there. And, I, and I've taken courses and I've paid people to mentor me and I've paid all these different things. So instead of just doubling down on what I'm amazing at, I've spent this time like trying to reinvent it. So I, I literally have the ultimate plan because I've spent two years creating <laughs> Like wow. I'm ready to execute like uh, an absolute yeah. mad person. And it starts with the book. 
the book's all about breaking the beliefs of, of advertising. So they understand that direct response is the number one skill that they need to learn. Uh, the membership site's all about learning direct response. And then if they want to learn it faster, they come with me and I help them implement it. But mm-hmm. if you would have talked to me six months ago, I'd have been like, no, <laughs> you don't have it. Right. So that's, so I yeah. want to make sure that people, it, cause to me, it's all about just again, serving people at the highest level and making sure that people have what they actually need to succeed. Like for yes. real, not, you know, there's yes. too much at stake for me to tell you that, you know, you, you don't look fat in those jeans. Like you yes. look fat in those jeans and this is what we got to do. So hurts, having that there. Yeah. And so we're, I'm really just working on that and bringing in some more um, people love the expert roundtable series, bringing in yes. more people for that more workshops. Um, we're going to do some, some in-person workshops as well. Um, but just, just continuing to serve, just to serve wow. the community. You know, we've got, um, we've got ET coming in and Dr. Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher is going to come in and do Let's something. We've got, go. Yeah. Keeping it real. I mean, That's I'm so awesome. excited for that. Laura yes. Castleman, the CEO of JV zoo, uh, Dennis, Let's you will absolutely go. come back. Trey Llewellyn will come back. Um, we've got, Let's you know, it's, go. I'm really excited about just because I know that this is stuff that they teach that people can actually use. And also I think expand people's minds about what's actually possible just yes. to go to that next level. So I'm just, I'm all about leveling up and, and just, just really, I just have a passion to serve and I, I'm it. just constantly finding out what do people need? What do people need? Okay, great. How yep. can we do that? And I'm trying to anticipate what people need to and provide that as well. And so, and who knows where AI is going, but like a big part of this too, is just integrating AI into your businesses. Yes. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited about where that's headed too. I mean, my goodness, there's so oh, much. Did you see stuff. this recent update now? It's so good. We got all pretty much all the data that we need to have. It's not I think we're, my theory is we're, we're all moving towards Star Trek next generation. I love Star Trek next generation. <laughs> oh, and to classic. me, this is all coming closer and closer to, you know how they interact with the computer on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, th- we're, we're just getting closer and closer to that and having a holodeck. Like 100%. I just, I think that's where it's headed. So like when they added the feature where you can put a little blurb about yourself and how you want the writing, that was great. But now it's looking like we're going to have our own version of it. Everybody's going to have their own unique. And I knew it was going there because it had to. Um, and uh, I saw somebody getting absolutely uh, roasted. They didn't show the person, but they posted in a very popular group that we're all members of. And they're ripping it apart for uh, for using chat. And I said, yeah, I was like, I was like, I was trying. I know which one you're talking about. I know. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I was yeah. I know that post. I, said, I, 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 I just stopped myself from commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, that was me 10 years ago. That was you 10 years ago. And that's what my whole point of my post was like, we need to cheer each other on. We're in an industry together. Yeah. We need to utilize this technology. And if it's yes. not great, be honest with him and tell him how to help instead of like putting it on blast and trying to be cool. I know. It's just... I mean, ChatGPT, like at the essence, I think ChatGPT is about improving communication. And that's yes. that's the biggest problem we have with client relationships, with yes. personal, like, it's all communication, right? Yes. So if it can help me communicate clearer, why wouldn't I use it? A hundred percent. And then, so I, I didn't want to leave that person out to dry. So I was like, I use it every single day. I, I used it for this post that I'm posting right here, right now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I will write my post and then I'll put it in there and I'll look for improvements. I'm like, Ooh, I like that one piece. The rest of it sucks. Yeah. But this is great. And then I'm kind of, there crafting. will be people, 
there will be people who are taking shortcuts everywhere. The, the, I mean, no. there's how many pirated movies and stuff are out there? No. How many ideas have been stolen? Like, that's nothing new. Yeah. So I don't know why people are just piling all on ChatGPT. It's it, it, me. It's just it's garbage in, garbage out. So if you have horrible ChatGPT output, it's because it's you, not <laughs> not the tool. Don't blame the tool. No, no, don't. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right. That's great. Um, Let's talk about uh, some rapid fire here. I just got some sure. random questions and, and first thing that comes to mind kind of just throw it out okay okay here we go uh facebook ads or google ads facebook okay image ads or video ads oh video video uh morning person or night owl okay i want to be a morning person but i'm reluctantly a night owl me too I'm, that's funny uh one marketing book you swear by oh gosh i don't even know because uh, I don't, okay, one marketing book I swear by uh, Psycho Cybernetics. Oh, I love Psycho. My little side note here: I went to a mastermind, and uh, the first one that I was in person, I bought that for everybody there, and it literally changed so many lives. Powerful book, I love it. One of Sorry, my I should have said your book is second. Ah, <laughs> I was waiting for that, but it's all good. I, was, I, was setting it I up. didn't I pick up on that. I'm not fast <laughs> enough today. Good. It's all good. Uh, the most uh, overrated marketing metric, in your opinion. <laughs> uh, the most overrated marketing metric, uh, f Facebook likes or, <laughs> um, yeah, cost per click. <laughs> cost per click. Yeah. Um, uh, one media buying myth, uh, that you would like to debunk if you had, if you were talking to someone and they think this crazy thing about media buying, what would that be? Yeah. One meaning by myth is that, um, I think I think one meeting and body myth is that you're I'm trying to think of the best way to to, to say this. Um, sure. OK, so there, there's I have two of them I guess I want to share. So one is that your targeting isn't you don't have the right targeting set up inside of Facebook or mm -hmm. number two, um, I'm using the wrong bidding structure. My ads aren't working because uh, I'm using the wrong bidding structure. I have to structure some do something else tactically because those... it's really your offer sucks it's not you... it's not that <laughs> i don't mean to laugh they're working hard i know they are but like the the penny bid strategy or like you ever do you remember those it was absolutely hey but don't knock him in because you know what everything yeah. comes around watch that start to work next week right so hey. i just you know hey. So uh, anyway, I could talk about that for hours. Um, I'm one... just saying, I'm just saying that what I see a lot of people do yeah. is they see the ads don't work and they think, oh, there's some magical setup that I'm missing. Yes. And nine times out of 10, it's the offer. 100%. So. I couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's spot on. Uh, the first task of your workday. Uh, the first task of my workday is to look at my calendar, see what I've got going on. One habit for success. One habit for success is uh, consistency. Long form copy or short form copy? Oh, you got me there. <laughs> I'm going to say long form copy because you can always edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great answer. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you. I kind of just want to leave uh, you with one more opportunity to add some value. If you could go back in time and speak to your younger self, um, what is one piece of advice that you would like our listeners to kind of take takeaway from this entire episode? Yeah. Um, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, yes. I would say be confidently, unapologetically you 
and let that shine through. Don't let anybody else distract you from it. Be you and keep like keep learning and digging deeper into who you really are and just keep going at that. And so you can just show up as uh, unapologetically and authentically you in all situations. Let's go. Leanna, thank you for coming on. I totally appreciate you and you dropped so much value today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Am I right or am I right? This episode was so much fun to record. And the reason it was so fun to record is because I didn't hold anything back. I I was trying to ask as many deep questions to get as much value as I possibly could for you, the listener. And she delivered. She absolutely delivered. And uh, this this was the whole point of, of creating a show like this was so that you could be a fly on the wall with two marketers having a great conversation back and forth. And this conversation filled me with energy, hopefully did the same thing for you. And uh, if you liked it, please consider uh, reviewing and subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That way you don't miss an episode and we can reach more people and I can bring even bigger and better guests just for you so you can grow and scale your business with direct response marketing. And I know that I appreciate you and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.